I thought that was me humming. All right. Well, you heard the pastor say about the paper, our greatest need is paper. A uh, roll of paper is now around $1,200 a roll. Out of that roll of paper, we can print the equivalent of 880 whole Bibles in one day. And so you can see that's our greatest need. And so we encourage you to pray with us that churches and individuals who can uh, will help us by a roll of paper. That's a great way to help our ministry uh, as well as regular support, uh, of course. Amen. We're getting ready to do another printing of Spanish Bibles for Brother Rich in Peru. We print a Reina Valera Gomez Bible. That's a Bible that was taken, uh, uh, Reina Valera, and compared to the King James Bible. And where changes were needed, they made changes to it. And so it closely matches, as close as we've seen, to the King James Bible. We say, why do you do that? Well, <laughs> don't you know the King James Bible is the Word of God? It's the top of the mountain as far as I'm concerned. Amen? Amen. So we print those and ship them to him. And he's done a great job in distributing those all over South America. The Bibles you saw in the video were actually a Filipino dialect in Cebuano. That's Cebu Island in the Philippines. 30 million people speak that dialect. And we were able to ship two shipments of about 36,000 plus Bibles there. And have pictures there going, putting them in four large prisons. As well as uh, over 100 national pastors came and got Bibles for their people. Because they have no access to them. Amen. And pastor said we can print and ship a Bible for $3. Which is about as cost effective as you'll ever find. It's not a... Not a dollar store Bible, it's a high quality paper and vinyl cover, and uh, that's what we do. We want to do the best that we can do for the Lord, amen? So keep us in prayer if you will. Now, as far as my wife and I go, we've had a burden that we've carried for over 40 years now, and it's because of how we were saved. Back in the 70s, I drove semi for a grocery company in Akron, Ohio. I had no background in church, never been to church, but... Uh, in one store I delivered to in Hudson, Ohio, I began to find these little pieces of paper. And I'd read them, put them right back down again, and over a year and a half span, I would read those from time to time, and they made me miserable. Amen? It was old-fashioned, Holy Ghost conviction. Now I was under conviction, and a man came to help his daughter convalesce from an operation. She was our neighbor. Her father was a Christian. And uh, I asked him about it, and he invited us to join him at a church, a small independent Baptist church up the road, and we did. And uh, two weeks later, on a Friday night, March 14, 1980, the pastor came to our home, and my wife and I were saved. Amen? We were saved because of the printed page. That's what made the difference in our lives, the printed page. Amen? And so because of that, we've had, we carried that burden for many, many years to get the, the printed page out. I believe the Bible is essential in the salvation of a soul. It's the answers of his word, it giveth light, giveth understanding, and the simple, and that was me. Amen? And uh, it was a great blessing. But uh, the importance was there. We always, the church I started in 1985, we uh, were a mail center for the Fellowship Track League for about, well, from then until, until 2005, they were. Sent about 15 million tracks all over the United States. Amen? And uh, then we had a printing ministry of our own, as I said. So we carried that burden for a long time. And back in 2010, God put it on my heart, the great need they had at Victory for representatives. And 
My wife and I sold what we had and bought a fifth wheel and hit the road. Amen. Lived 12 years on the road. Just recently bought a house just south of Oxford, Ohio, and going out from there to do the ministry. Amen. Uh, we, why Oxford? Well, it's near the children, and I'm getting old enough now when the time comes to, to uh, have a diaper change, I'm going to let the kids do it. <laughs> no, you know, you get older, it's better to get near the kids. Amen. My son-in-law pastors uh, in Hamilton, Ohio, and my other daughter and her husband uh, are in Liberty, Indiana, and they're serving the Lord, so I'm a happy camper. But that's what we do. Now, my wife, I'll introduce my wife, Emma. Wave at him there. Emma, she and I just the other day celebrated our 50th anniversary. So, amen. She's put up with it for a long time. She married a truck driver and ended up a pastor's wife. Never threatened to kill. Well, she never threatened to leave me. She did threaten to kill me a few times, but. <laughs> I kept the gun out of her hands. Amen? You learn that right on early. That should be a class in a, in a Bible college. Don't give your wife a gun. <laughs> Amen. Oh, well. If you have a Bible, turn me to 2 Samuel chapter 23. 2 Samuel chapter 23 for the next few minutes. When I used to, when I pastored all those years, about 24 years I pastored, I could, I could take an hour or more easily. Amen? Since then, I've been doing this where we have the DVD and, then the, and I've, I've cut it down. And now when the pastor says, you have an hour, I'm in trouble. Amen? I've got to really take my time and talk. But we're in good shape here this morning in 2 Samuel 23. I want you to look with me in verse number 11. Beginning of verse 11 here. These are a list of David's mighty men. And we're going to look at one in particular here just for the next few minutes. It says, After him was Shema, the son of Agi, at Harite. And the Philistines were gathered together in, into a troop where was a piece of ground full of lentils. And the people fled from the Philistines. But he stood in the midst of the ground and defended it and slew the Philistines. And the Lord wrought a great victory. Let's pray. Father, we love you, and we're thankful for the opportunity to come and present the ministry that's dear to our heart and a burden you've put upon us many years ago. But now we come to the Word of God, the most important time. We ask you to help us, to give us understanding, ears to hear and eyes to see. And help me, Lord, to be able to accomplish what you set on my heart to do. I need your help to do that, of course, so I pray for your help and strength and wisdom. Have your will in your way. May you be glorified, I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. And amen. The Philistines were near a patch of ground of lentils, that's beans. Amen. And this mighty man of David, as the others fled, he stood his ground. He found himself standing in an inconsequential patch of lentils. But at that moment in time, that was the most important piece of ground he had ever stood in because God was dealing with him to defend that ground. Amen. And he defended that the best that he could. Amen. And wrought a great victory. Now, I promise you when that victory was finished, he left that ground, that patch of lentils and walked away. But for the time he inhabited that patch, that was the most important spot on the face of the earth. You and I, as Christians, have a little inconsequential place 
that God has called us to defend. It's our mind. No one else lives there, only you and the Lord. He understands what goes on in that, amen? You and I are sometimes shocked what will zip through our mind from time to time, but God is not. He understands that we're sinners saved by grace, amen? But he's given you that patch of ground and he wants you to defend it. Now we live in an age today, especially since this COVID business came, where you're hearing more and more about mental health and people having problems with their mental health. Amen? And uh, do you know that Christians struggle, some, with mental health? Amen? Because it's human. It's part of the flesh. Mental health. Amen? Having uh, depression is a human thing. It's not a spiritual thing, but it's a human thing. Amen? Having fear that racks you for no reason, that's a human thing. How are we to defeat that? You know, God's people in the face of this earth ought to be those who defeat those kind of things by faith. Amen? And God has given you and I all that we need. Now, Shema here had a sword. And he was fighting, I don't know how many hundreds of Philistines faced him, and he slew every single one of them. Now, I don't know about you, but I want him on my side. I remember when I pastored, I had a young man come to the church about six foot eight. I liked him because he made me look little. And uh, I often thought, boy, I'd like to see him get going for the Lord. I'd like him to go visiting with me. And when I knock on the door, all I'm going to tell him is don't say a word, just look mean. <laughs> so when I ask if you died today, amen? Well, that's not going to work either. You and I know that, amen? The one rose from the dead, still they won't get saved. Why? Because they have to want to. And the only thing gives them a want to is God's word in the hand of the Holy Spirit and an open heart. Amen? Boy, if you could just force them to get saved. Wouldn't that be something? I mean, I'd have an arm look like a prune. I'd knock on the door and shove it down their throat as fast as I could. Amen? I mean, I never could understand you give a clear presentation of the gospel and someone keep turning away from it. My goodness, when I got saved, I thought that was the greatest thing there was. All my friends are going to get saved. We're going to really do something. And they all dropped me like a hot rock. Amen? See, this thing of the, of the gospel is a sword that you and I carry, the Word of God. It is essential in the salvation of a soul. You can't make a person get saved. They have to receive it. That's what I'm saying. Amen? You can present it, and that's what we're to do. We're to offer it to them. We're to make it as plain as we can. I had a, a fellow with me in the church there that uh, he would, at the, witnessing at the door, he'd go from Re Genesis to Revelation. I mean, by the time it was done, I was confused. <laughs> Amen. I tried to explain to him, keep it simple, you know, just the gospel part. But he had such a zeal, and I was grateful for the zeal. I'll work with that anytime. Amen. But uh, that's the work that we do. But the one place no one else inhabits is your mind. Only you do. Amen? And the Lord, of course. And that's where the battle is. In 2 Timothy 1.7, the Bible says, God hath not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. We should be the example to this world of victory over the things of this world that attack us. Amen? 
all of it, sorrow, depression. Listen, sorrow's there when you lose a loved one. That's a human thing that God wants us to experience, amen? But it also has to be interlaced with faith, knowing, amen, that if they're saved, you'll see them again. It's not goodbye, it's I'll see you in the morning, amen? Isn't that a blessed thing for you and I to know? Amen. Being born again. Yeah, it is. Look in Romans chapter 12 with me, if you would. So we have this battleground that God has given to us, and he's given us the tools we need to be able to accomplish a task, to defeat the flesh, the world, and the devil, who's having a free hand, it seems like, today. When I got saved in 1980 and started in the ministry in 82, I, uh, I was uh, interested in how people reacted to what I was doing. In uh, the area where I pastored, I'd knock on doors and you'd say you were from the church and things would get quiet in the house and people would usually were respectful and let you say what you're going to say even if they were going to reject it and not take it. By the time I was done, they didn't care if you were the Lord himself, if you understand how I mean that. Something changed in America. I mean, I'm 69 years old, soon to be 70. Something changed in my lifetime. Raised in the 50s is a whole lot different than it is today. Isn't it? I mean, I don't know about you, but if you want to get a true picture of America, don't look on TV. Go to Walmart. And it'll scare you to death. Amen? But something has changed in our society. Amen? And it's, it's sad to think of that, but it certainly has. Romans 12, and in verse 1, the Bible says, I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that ye present your bodies a living sacrifice, wholly acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service, and be not conformed to this world, but be transformed. How? By the renewing of your mind, that ye may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. For I say through the grace given unto me to every man that is among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think soberly according as God hath dealt to every man the measure of faith. The Bible says we are to renew our mind. That takes me back to my first computer. I use this everywhere I go. Uh, I had an evangelist friend who had someone he knew that put, you remember when they first came out, you couldn't go to a store and buy one? Somebody had to put it together for you. This is way early on. Amen. And they had to bring in the tower and the, all that. They had to put it together and then give you the programs, try to put them on it. And I remember working with it and it got slower and slower and slower. So I called him and said, what's wrong with this thing? So you have to defrag it. I said, what is defrag it? Well, he said the computer pulls a program off, puts it back in different areas, and when you call that program up, it's fragmented. It has to search through the hard drive to find all the components of that program. Amen? So you have to defrag it. So he had me bring a screen up. Here's a screen with all these colored squares, and they're all mixed up. And for the next two hours, I watched that stupid thing put those colors all in a line. Amen? That's a defrag in a computer. Now, I don't know about you, but if you know this, you, sh- you must know this. You are under attack every single day. You can't leave your house. Sometimes you're under attack in your own house. Amen? But, but you walk out of your house, I don't care what the store is or what the place is, you are under attack. Amen? 
And that's what we see. And so when you, every day, your mind needs defragged, basically. Amen. And God has given you the only the tool you need. First, it's the indwelling Holy Spirit. And his voice is the word of God. Amen. As you read your Bible, God will cleanse your mind. Amen. He will strengthen you because faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Amen. So he says, don't think yourself too highly. Why does he say that? Well, the Bible says, for as he thinketh in his heart, so is he. You want to test on how you're doing? What's your mind doing? Amen. Boy, from time to time, we all face it. I mean, we might as well admit it. We, we struggle at times, don't we? And all those things you hear preached about and the conviction that comes from it. Uh, I mean, we face it all the time because we're human beings. And the battleground is our mind. We've got to protect our mind. Amen? And we do that with God's word. Amen? It is his word that's his power. And I'll tell you, right from the, right the get-go when I got saved, I knew this was the word of God. I didn't know there was a controversy until later. And then I found out there was. Amen? There was a controversy about it. And never was with me. I've read all the books, you know, the pros and the cons and all that kind of stuff. And still the word of God shines through. Amen? Because it's written by God. It has to be supernatural. But what it's done in my life, how it's directed and helped and comforted and strengthened, and even in the darkest hours, amen? And we've had some dark ones, amen? I mean, just traveling on the road with an RV is, can be a dark time, yeah. amen? I mean, I've blown tires and tore half the bottom of the RV off. I, just just uh, fun stuff like that, amen? But God has always kept us safe. And you know, I found out something in this ministry, because when I pastored, I barely got out from between the hills, you know, but I found out Americans are crazy. <laughs> I mean, everybody's in a hurry. Where are they going? Yeah. Hey, man, I mean, the speed limit's 70, they want to go 85 and 90. I mean, where's everybody going to get there in such a hurry? Amen? But that's the way things are today, isn't it? Amen? 1 Corinthians 8, 2, the Bible says, If any man think that he know anything, he knoweth nothing yet as he ought to know. You and I are in a constant state of growth. I don't care how old you are. You've got to grow. You don't know today what you need to know tomorrow. God has it in his word, and he has it prepared for you. Amen? And that's why it's such an important book. Now, think of this. Think if you were a Christian and did not have a Bible. Well, number one, how would you get confidence you're saved? Yeah. You know, it's not this, and I've heard the statement, I understand what they mean, but when you say, well, you just know that you know that you know. Well, that sounds too foggy to me, amen? God made a program. Right. He takes his word, the Holy Spirit applies it to your heart. Right. Faith is born. Faith that you're saved. That comes from God, Amen. And once that's there and it's seated, it cannot be shaken by anybody's message. But to have fear is human, isn't it? Yeah. Amen. And so that's one thing he gave you the word of God for, to have confidence in him. And so many other things as well. You, you may be facing older years. I am. Amen. And uh, my wife and I were talking, you know, the other day she used to watch TV as a kid with 
her legs wrapped up around her head and her knee. And I thought, what? Now, you know, when I get down on the ground, I look around and make sure nobody's watching. It's ugly getting up. It's ugly. It's terrible, I'll tell you, you know. And everything I do, I bleed. I don't know what it is anymore, but I just, uh, amen? But that just comes with the territory, doesn't it? You know, you need grace to get old. Amen? I mean, it's not a place for wimps. You have to have grace to get old. Amen? And to face the last days, you and I have to have grace. Blessed in the sight of the Lord is the death of one of his saints. Amen? Now, I choose the rapture. Amen? I'm not afraid to die. I just am curious how it's going to happen. I really don't want any kind of you know, painful type of thing or something like that. I just soon go to sleep and not wake up or something. Amen? Amen? But uh, you and I have no choice in that. God does. But he's faithful, isn't he? But it's a blessing being saved. And this is what the world cannot understand. They don't understand it at all, do they? They go through life and, boy, they're, they're trying to figure out all these pills to take and stuff to take to be happy and lose weight and all that stuff. Yes, I'm no, listen, I've lost five people when it comes to weight. Five people I've lost. Amen? I found something out even though I'm not good at it. Just don't eat. That's all you got to do. Amen? You don't got to take no pill. Just don't eat. Amen? Now, I haven't, I haven't lived it. I don't plan on it, but I'm still, that's how it works, doesn't it? They have all these things they take and all these pills that they have. We're the sickest nation on the face of the earth, and yet we have more medical care than any nation I know of. Amen? And they say, well, we want to encourage life expectancy. We want life expectancy to go to 100. I don't know if I want that or not. Amen? I've seen some 100-year-old folks who are pretty active, and that's a blessing. But I've seen some others will be like me in nursing home ministries. Amen? I just go to heaven. That's okay with me. What I'm trying to tell you is God has given you everything you need. The Holy Spirit abides in you if you're saved. That Bible is in your hand, and when you read it, the Holy Spirit will take. Don't worry about what you don't understand. Let him give you what he wants you to understand. And he'll strengthen your faith. And here's the, whole, here's the goal. Here's the bottom line. He left you and I here to do something. We're to prove to this world that the best life is being saved. We're to prove to them being saved is the best way to go. Amen? By our life. By our change. And I know you've changed if you're saved. Amen? I mean, it may be gradual, but you've changed. No change, no salvation as far as I'm concerned. Amen? And you're to prove it. I mean, my family, and I love my family, but they're not saved. Uh, And when I first got saved, they just found ways to have birthday parties and stuff on Sunday because they knew I wouldn't come. (laughs) Not that they don't like me, they do. It's just what I represent bothers them. And it should. Now, amen? I mean, uh, I'm glad my children are saved. That took care of that mess. But I'm just... I'm saying he's given you and I every tool we need, and it's in the Bible. And if you lived in a country where you couldn't access a Bible, wouldn't that be a sorry state of affairs? To have assurance, to have guidance and comfort, 
to have victory over this life. Wouldn't that be difficult? Amen. And that's the goal of ministries like ours is trying to get scriptures in the hands of whole Bibles for Christians. Booklets like John and Romans for lost people that you know they're underscored. They take them to verses that can deal with their soul and help them to get saved. And, and uh, John Romans are a great tool uh, for salvation as well as gospel tracts. Amen. And I love them too. All these things are there. And God wants you not. But you can't give it and not live it. We've got to live it before him. Amen. And that change will make a big difference in their life. Let's pray. Father, we do love you and thank you now that you have given us what we need to successfully accomplish the Christian life, to fulfill your will for our particular lives, and to help others to hear and, Lord, to receive you, be saved, and grow. Help each one of us, Lord, to count the Word of God precious in our lives, but also to help others who maybe have no access to the Word of God, to be able to receive those as well. Thank you now for what you do as the pastor comes. In Jesus' name, amen. Preacher. So we stand with our heads bowed and eyes closed, just a short hymn of invitation. Maybe you just want to thank the Lord that you have a Bible. Maybe you want to thank the Lord that you got the Holy Spirit in you, that dwells in you, helps you. Maybe you want to pray for, boy, the, the amount of people that honestly don't have a Bible, don't have the Holy Spirit, don't have what they need to protect that little portion of ground called their mind. We often take for granted so much that we have. It's easy to do. It's easy to not realize the blessings we have in our lives, the blessings of the Word of God, the Holy Spirit, salvation. And we be mindful of those that are without. 